Hello and welcome to the Football Reavers Dead podcast. Joining me are Mr. Leo Sims and Mr. Nathan Burke. How are we, gents? Evening. Very good, thank you. Evening. Lovely stuff. Rob Bowen is not with us this week. As, well, we're two weeks in and he's already fallen down and can't make it. So hopefully be back next week. First things first, how did we enjoy the first weekend of Premier League action? I know we were quite intoxicated, but... Still, pretty good. Berg? Uh Yeah, I uh, managed to come around just in time for match of day two on the Sunday, and uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed catching up. No, I watched the. Um, I really enjoyed the Man City Spurs game. It was a lovely kind of perfect Sunday opening weekend game. Um, seeing Liverpool win again, yeah, um, class to be back. Again, Sims. Couldn't agree more. Fans back. Football is great. Friday night was a good game, followed by decent early kickoff. Liverpool then obviously won, and then two great games on Sunday. Big show to Newcastle West Ham for putting on a show. Hmm. For me, it was one. Of, it was like a perfect Super Sunday. It's what Super Sunday should be. You got two teams who are like, mm, I don't know about these two, and it ends up being four-two. Nice little starter then for the big one, and even though it was only one 0 it was very nice. As a Spurs fan, I obviously didn't expect to win, but uh, we'll take it. But even that was a good game because it had all the kind of storyline yeah. behind it with Harry Kane, which was yeah. a spice, wasn't it? And then the whole Jack Reglish first game. And so, I, I, like you said, I think, I think you said it right, but I think it was a perfect Super Sunday. Yeah. Every game, juicy. Yeah. Um, and Burke, as you are our referee and expert, did you enjoy some of the refereeing performances? Did you enjoy. The non-use of VAR. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think we've said it before. Like, obviously, we had loads of VAR discussions last year, and towards the end of the season, and especially Euros, the argument of not showing the replays, like you know, don't show the method that I'm drawing the lines. Hmm. And um, yeah, I thought I have no complaints. I thought it's a um, massive step forward. You hope it continues. Um, I mean, it's still still the same budget ref, so I wouldn't hold my breath on that. And I don't think it's too long. Like, as good as people say it was in the Euros, they still made some pretty big blunders. Yeah. And you just... You've got to take the rough with this move with any uh, change in football. But it's been bad. you just got to hope it gets better. But it was a promising start. Yeah, I, I, well, I might be jumping on the band. I thought it was brilliant. The thing for me was, especially in the Spurs game, you know, Tanganga in the first half summed up. He made four pretty... You know, decent challenges. Probably should have been booked, but hey, I'm all for it. Let the game flow. Let the boys. Yeah, break. no, they've they've therefore had the word. I think again, based on how, like the reviews the Euros had, to kind of limit the cards. Maybe be a bit. Don't make as easy to pick a BL or Tanganga hundred yeah. percent should. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not saying like. Yeah. Why I don't get it is obviously you had the talking to, to be like next time you do a foul, you're getting booked. He does it again. And next thing, no, Luis is involved. It yeah. makes no sense at all. But uh, I don't think I've ever seen that before in football. I can't remember ever seeing it. The captain, I know he's a goalkeeper, so he's got to travel quite a way. But can you recall a time? I, I don't. Not not for a yellow card in. Yeah. I know there was a few tackles, but I wouldn't say it was a necessarily like dirty game. No. Um, I've seen it in dirty games, hmm. like where. You feel it's going to kick off, and you you've got to get the captains in. But 
I didn't feel the merit of it, and neither did Hugh Lloris, because all he did was slap Tanganga in the chest and run off. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what changed I made, but to be fair, he didn't make a foul off that, did he? So no. maybe it did work. It is unbelievable he didn't get booked. Though. I mean, because it would have, in fairness, it would have hampered how he defended for the rest of the game. Because yeah. like, at one stage, I think he just like basically manhandled Sterling to the floor. <laughs> and then he looked to the ref as if, oh, he's going to book me right now. And the ref just went off, play on, lads. <laughs> Brilliant. He's man of the match. There was one hack <laughs> from, um, oh, it was like a break, it was a breakaway. And Delia Harley's running back and he's like completely getting done. And he slides in. Yeah, slightly late domino. And it's like, it's his uh, challenge, isn't it? Yeah, if he'd have connected, he'd have been in a world of trouble. Yeah. I watched that with Steve, and I, uh, I remember saying, Arthur, he should come back and book him just for intent. And yeah. I got shouted at saying, You can't book for intent. So, I mean, Spurs fans, uh, excuse me, who's got the. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> <laughs> who's qualified here? You are. But, uh, no, yeah, chuffed. Let the boys play. Screw it. Uh, right then, first things first, just to peel back the curtain a bit, obviously, before we record, I asked the guys what they want to talk about, Any anything that's come up in the last week, and the Sims instantly put in a Twitter th- th- thread, as he usually does, about Barcelona. Sims, would you like to explain what you want to talk about? Well, no, is it? Obviously, Barcelona in the news quite a lot at the moment, more than they usually are. Um, but it's just the more and more that come out to the club, and because they've got to be quite kind of transparent, because obviously, you know, they hold elections and they are accountable to the fans. And the more it comes out, the, it's almost it's scary how bad a situation they found themselves in, and it is purely their own fault. Yeah, and the people who have run the club into the ground. But I think, you know, the, the latest figure was a £1.1 billion in debt. Now, and spend 103% of the income. Yeah. And they said, didn't they, like, normally teams spend, like, up no more than, like, 75%. Between 60 and 75% of your income on wages. And they're spending 103, 105%. So, <laughs> it, it's just, it's like an astronomical amount of money on players they can't even get rid of now. And then you think, well, how, like, you know, Barcelona is like an institution of football. It, it's a huge, huge club in world football. To be honest, football needs a good Barcelona and a strong Barcelona. Yeah. And you just wonder, the only way they can really get out to this now is if they're taken over by some hedge fund, you know, from dodgy, <laughs> with dodgy backgrounds. And you think that would be the most un-Barcelona thing ever. No. Yeah. It, and it's, it's hard to forget, like, this is a team that, yeah, this is a team that received £200 million only, what, four or five years ago for Neymar? Yeah. And then, like, wh- what are you doing with all this? Like, and that's obviously not the only income they're getting. But then they're squandering three quarters on Philip Coutinho, and then Griezmann and I think Dembele, all these players on, yeah. yeah, and all these players on way, way more than what they're worth. It, I yeah, it's the world's strong club in football, I think. It, but you know what I think it highlights as well is we've spoken about you know financial fair play a lot on this, but you just think, well, you know, where where have they been? Because you know you have you, these records. It's not like they haven't. They've just all of a sudden opened the books and gone, oh, we're actually one point one billion in debt. Like these records yeah. are every year, 
Mm. So, and it would have been a gradual. They wouldn't have just walked up exactly. one day, 1.1 billion death. Yeah. So you think, oh, granted, you know, they've had a pandemic, which maybe accelerated things. But, you know, every club's had a pandemic to start with. You know, it's not just them. And do you think, where have UEFA been? Where's the league been? On top of where have Barcelona been, the obvious thing of Barcelona. Because, you know, you, you think that they'd have stepped in and gone, well, no, you can't do this because you haven't got the money or... You know, if you if you do this, you're not going to be in. You're not going to match the criteria needed for this financial fair play. So in a way, it makes a mockery of it, just just as much as PSG maybe have done mm. in their own way, isn't it? It's just I just find it unbelievable. I really do. Yeah. Do, do you know what hasn't helped? Um, I saw this earlier and I couldn't believe it. So you're right. So the 1.1 billion euros in debt. And I don't really know how this works, but they've taken out a £550 million pound loan, which I don't really understand how you can do when you're a billion pound in debt. But anyway. Santander, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but this is probably, and this is why Messi couldn't stay. Because do you want to guess how much they've paid him over the last four years? And obviously he's been brilliant, but, you know, it hasn't been peak, peak. It's been peak. But not top notch. Can <laughs> I guess? How how long, sorry? The last four years. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a bill itself. A billion. It, well, I wouldn't say it's half. It's half, so it's about five hundred million. Yeah. On one player. Yeah, yeah, in four years. Just on wages. Almost half their total club debt. And do you know what's wild? I was literally just reading about Mo Salah, um, and the piece of saying that he's looking for around four hundred grand a week. So if Liverpool were to sign him for four years, 400 grand a week, all in, including like signing on fee and all that, they would be looking at something like 80 odd million pound commitment, 82, 83 million pound commitment. So that is Mo Salah, who, you know, would be probably one of the best players in the Premier League hmm. on 400k, which is an unbelievable amount of money. And that's yeah. 80 million, 85 million commitment. 400, or was it 500, sorry, was that 500? 500. 500, yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't really know where Barca go from here. Because um, what's his name? Uh, Jean Laporte, I think his Laporte, name is. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's come out and said, oh, I'm quite optimistic in the next two years we'll be in a uh, healthy financial state. <laughs> two years, I mean, that's not a lot of time. That's four transfer windows. To I get mean, I kind of understand, you know, like, I, well, obviously we don't understand fi- the finances of it, do we really? But, you know, it, every club's got debt, haven't they? So, obviously, yeah. like, the figure itself is massive, but, you know, like, I know, like, Manchester United have got a huge debt. Mm. But, obviously, it's, you know, it's weird, yeah, I think, isn't it, on how much they're worth and how much they can project, you know, they projected for and all this. So, it's not maybe as bad as it sounds, but, obviously, it is unbelievable. It's still... You know, to the point that they couldn't even register some players and they're asking players to take wage cuts. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bonkers. And you just think, honestly, I, I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand now, how can you allow them to play in the Champions League? If things are that bad, and, do, do yeah. you know what I mean? You think, yeah. well... I don't get how they've got the players and I don't get how they've signed. I know they've got players on a free. But, you know, like, take Aguero. He's probably on, I don't know. 300 grand a week, probably, something like that. I don't get how they're allowed to register these players. This is where you were saying, Sims, it falls down on UEFA and FIFA, whoever, 
why aren't they going to Barca going, you are in trouble, you are on the brink, doesn't matter how big a club you are, you can't sign players, you just got to, you've got to trim the books, you've got to trim the fat, sell Griezmann, Coutinho, whatever, and then you've got to play your, your kids. On like, a basic yeah. level, like, you're completely right, and I think that's the tech you touched on in there, on like a basic level, like, I think of someone like Portsmouth, who, you know, got into such bad, bad you know, man, they were under such bad management, that, as you said, they literally just had to sell everybody. Yeah. And then... Oh, not long ago as well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, you know, they plummet down the leagues. You know, is it a case of, oh, well, because it, it's Barcelona, we have to, like, we have to prop them up a bit because we need, you know, I started by saying, you know, we, it's good for football if it's a good Barcelona. But, you know, as a club, surely, they're just, it's... It's unheard of. Yeah. yeah. I don't get how they haven't gone into administration because this is a clear case of, like Wigan, I read a brilliant article about Wigan and how they went into it. So the administrators would just come in and just sell everything and try and clear the debt because that's basically what you have to do. Yeah. So I don't get why Barca, I don't know what Spanish law is different to why it probably is. I, it just feels like because Barca are such a big club. Maybe that's what it is. Like you say, football needs Barcelona. So are they being given preferential treatment and given more time and more leniency than a Portsmouth, you know, um, to survive? I, I, I don't know. But. I think Laporta's point of obviously two years is probably probably not to obviously resolve the issues, just maybe get the club back on track, maybe get the percentage of wages mm. around where it should be, not necessarily clear 1.1 bill, just yeah. get it normal. Um, yeah. Like Sim said, every club's got debt, so I don't think there's any dream of clearing that. But just getting kind of a club in an average position to work yeah. on and build on in future. And he only came in last year, didn't he? Like, well, he came back in last year. Yeah. So he came back in, win-win. Like It was so badly run before that oh, yeah. fans now aren't expecting as much. He can go in, trim the books, get rid of Messi, and not be... Because whoever was getting rid of Messi was going to be a villain. Yeah. No, he's coming. Go to Messi. I'm blamed on the last guy. It's the best situation for him in that sense. Yeah, it is a win-win. And I, I don't know how they even thought they could keep Messi because if he's taking half a pay cut, he's still on what fifty million a year. Well, yeah, you know, the that. issue was, you know, people said like, oh, you know, really, they don't even need to pay him, isn't it? You know, he could just play for free. The issue is, there's like Spanish law says that you can't have. You can only you can't go any less than half hmm. of a person's wage. You can't have it. You can only have it. You can't go any more. Yeah. Like they couldn't have offered him like a seventy-five percent reduction because it's illegal. And like their point was, if even if we have his wage, we are still going to be over, which means we still can't register him. That's why it was yeah. literally impossible to keep him. But you know, we were saying about the ratio. So we said about one hundred and five. I was looking up now because I remember reading it. Do you, know, do you want to have a guess who the highest one in the Premier League is? So the percentage. Percentage of income to wages. Yeah. I got so a feeling it's not... to revenue ratio. I got a feeling it's not one of the big, bigger clubs. I got it. I'm not sure it's Man City. Arsenal? I got, is it Everton? I got a feeling it might be Everton. It is Everton. Yeah, that's what I Yeah. And I don't know if you remember... Um, I, do you remember I sent a few weeks... Oh, it was a good few months ago now... During, I think it might have been during a lockdown when I, I read about the championship hmm. and how championship clubs, um, they're like overspending by an absolute, you know, they're ridiculous ratios. 
Um, so I was looking it up just now, and I'm pretty sure I think Redden in like 2018-19, they spent something like 180% of their annual turnover on on play on the players' wages and stuff. Yeah. Which is not I think I remember that was when the upstand was there, and they just finished above the relegation zone as well. They didn't have a good year. You know, it's and I remember the championship being one of the worst for it where teams are so desperate to get out that mm. they hurl money. They gamble. Exactly, they gamble. And then obviously it work it's all well and good if you do go up because then you've got you know, even if you go down straight away like Norwich did. But the problem is when you do that, isn't it? If you don't go up, yeah, yeah, you've got done, isn't it? Yeah, because every every club has, like you say, every club has debt. There's no, there's no, there's no viable way to run a club and make a profit. So, so that's what people do on Sunday. It's got nothing to do with profit. It's your revenue, because you, and that's why Man City got done because they cooked their books and said their revenue was more than what it was. Same with PSG. So as long as your revenue is is more than your debt. Or you know what your repayments of debt over the term of the debt, then that that that's why clubs don't get done. That but when it goes the other way around, that's when you get the likes of like a Portsmouth and a Wigan and teams like that. So yeah, if Barcelona, I I don't. The problem is who, who who's going to buy Coutinho? There was talk of you know they want to do a part exchange name with Aubameyang, get him off the books, get Aubameyang. But Aubameyang's on three hundred grand a week. Arsenal. And he's in my draft team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, which is the most vital thing. That's and he's also what is he actually? Two. Four years ago, he's in his thirties, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. So again, yeah, it's, this idea like you just bring in it's such a short term. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, you know what I would say um, on the topic of wages and things. It's like there's a lot of fuss in there in the Premier League this week you now about how can. I think Jurgen Klopp in a, a comment, which is like tick, which is twisted a bit, because I have seen the original comment. He was basically saying, like, I, he just literally said, I don't quite understand how some teams are able to do it this year after the pandemic. But it was twisted as, oh, they must be cheating. Or when he was talking about Man United and Chelsea, because they've obviously spent quite a bit of money, isn't it? Yeah. But, and, but Chelsea is saying, you know, like, I've seen a lot of things about Chelsea where they're like, oh, well, yeah, they spent 97 million on Lukaku, but they've also sold like eighty nine million pounds worth of academy players. Yeah. But like where I fall down with that argument is if you look at like who they're selling, they're mm. selling players who they've bought on big money like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like for example, Zappa Costa is up for sale, Ross Barkley's up for sale. If they sell those on this year, it's not like a profit this year, is it? Because they've lost <laughs> They've lost the money from Emerson, the left back up for sale. Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. Only oh, people like Tammy Abraham, where you look and go, well, he brought him through. That is like they've made their own money there. Yeah. The rest top. of them are players that they've paid big money. But, uh, but what's your Batuai? I can't ever Batuai, yeah. Batuai, yeah. No, they paid 30 odd million for him. Yeah. And he's been out on loan every season, more or less. Exactly. So this idea that, oh, you know, they've they've sold to earn the money this year. Falls down a bit because it's like no, they've just sold, they've lost money on players they bought in the past on mm. huge money. Yeah, no, the reason the reason that these clubs can do it, it comes back to FFP. So they all come in common. So City, PSG, United, Chelsea, uh, 
So those are the big four, let's say those. The FFP rules are now relaxed, which means the only big difference is the owners are now allowed to put more money in. I don't know what the percentage is, but let's call it you're only allowed to put plow in 50%. Now they're allowed to plow in 75%. So obviously they've got more money than the majority of other teams. Whereas you look at like Real Madrid and Barcelona, they haven't got a, a state, as Sims, you always say, they haven't got a state backed owner that can just plow in money. It's just, you know, it's the fans basically. So that's that's why you're not seeing much movement from anyone else, because nobody else got money. Yeah. Being backed by by an owner that's wealthy enough to do so in a post-pandemic world. So, and yeah. it's like we said a few weeks ago, didn't we? About the, the issue is it, it's the transfer market is an ecosystem, isn't it? and it, it requires yeah. everything to work in order for everybody and every for everybody to make their moves. The yeah. issue is when you haven't got anybody to sell to, yeah. you then keep your players. For example, the, the knock-on effect is so Jack English goes to Man City. As a result of that, yeah. man, um, Aston Villa can now go and buy Danny Ings. So mm. now all of a sudden, Southampton have got 30 million to spend. They then go and pay Blackburn 15 million pounds. Blackburn have now got money that they can spend and they can go and get some. It works like that, doesn't it? In yeah. the past, I think of Liverpool, in the past, somebody like Divock Origi would have gone for 15 million pounds because somebody would have taken him. Yeah. Like a Lazio, you know, a Fiorentina, somebody like that. Yeah. So then Liverpool would have had that £50 million. Pound. They would have then invested somewhere else. Say they went up and bought, uh, we, just for example, we use Callum Wilson. They mm-hmm. spend it in Newcastle. And Newcastle then got money. And it just works on that. Like a loop, isn't it? Yeah. The issue is nobody's got money to spend on those like mid-tier players. Yeah. So unless it's like a Jack Grealish, an absolute superstar, the rest of the moves are pretty low-key. There's no like middle-tier moves, are there? Yeah. No, or safe moves if they are. Like, Origi to those teams is a bit of a risk. Yeah. Everything is going to be a safe option. Mm. Yeah. Just, just taking a more holistic view about it, because in my mind, this is kind of a time in history where you can make a big move or a big change, because obviously something big has happened. So do you stick to this, for a better phrase, this capitalist view where, you know, if you've got the money, crack on, if you haven't, well, get more money and see where you end up. Or do you explore the more socialist view and try and make it a bit more equal, a bit more shared? Where do we kind of stand in our, do you think it should just let it play out and get back to normal, whatever normal looks like? Or does there need to be a discussion of, look, because there is a discussion about salary caps and luxury tax, on big transfers, so there might be a slight edge to Salary caps was something I was going to mention, because I think there's always room for the capitalist view in the sense of if there are wealthy people coming into the sport, generally they enhance it. Yeah. Um, so I think you've got to encourage money. Uh, but yeah, I think there needs to be a level of a fair playing field. Yeah. I... I I think the, the trains left the station when it comes to salary caps. I think it the reason it works in American sport is because it's always been there. They've never known any different. It literally has always been the case. And you know, the salary cap may move up and down, but there's always been a cap. You know, I, I think it's impossible to bring them into football because one, there's too much money involved. 
And I think, too, you know, that's all it would end up being is that people would say, oh, like, you know, employability laws are being broken or human rights laws are being broken because, and I just think, you know, it's impossible to bring that back in. But I personally, you know, myself, I'd rather see the whole, you know, equal out a bit. I think it's not healthy for the game to have, for example, you know, look at PSG, I don't think it's healthy to have Neymar, Mbappe and Messi in the same team. Like, who yeah. wins all of that, really, innit? Like, if I was, you know, if you're, I'm mean, funny, if you're, you know, you look at, like, Lille now or Monaco, if you're a fan of those teams, you think, oh, you might have a chance this year. <laughs> what? What's the point? What do you play in for, really, innit? Yeah. However, you know, how do you... What I don't understand is, there was such a festival, the Super League, mm. the way it's going, is going to end up like that anyway, just an official one. Yeah. And I mean, like you know, I look at Liverpool apart because Liverpool spent some money, and you know they're in a position where they are quite. You know, they've got their star players and they're tying them down to big contracts. You know, Liverpool should be right for three years, at the least. Yeah, no, I agree that the Champions League is turning into uh, an unofficial Super League because it's becoming a closed shop, where I don't think people realise what has actually happened while the Super League was happening in that. Whilst that's happening, a new deal for the Champions League has been finalised. Where you know, like a team like Liverpool, if they don't finish top four, can get in because they've won there before. They you know they got the historical uh, money in the bank. So it's already starting, and you know I don't know when it will happen, but it's starting to become a closed shop anyway. So, but going back to what you said about salaries, I I personally think you can do something. I I don't, I don't know employment law, but. I, I can't see a reason why not. They can't rein it back in. Because if the whole market changes, if everybody does it, and, and that's the problem you'll have. You'll have one country do it and one country doesn't want to do it. It probably never happened. But, well, you've got that with MLS, no one knew. But they, you're allowed players who can break the salary cap. Yeah. Yeah, but then, how? you know, the problem is you've got to get the salary cap down. So, which means every player's got to, or all the top players are going to take less money, which then you open the case of going, well, you've stopped me earning X, and now my life has changed. You know, yeah. that's, that's a simplistic view. So, but it's, it's even things would... like, sorry, but just just to jump in, you can carry on then. Sorry, just in terms of exactly what you said there, one of the big changes is most academies now are run for profit. Yeah. So, the likes of Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, they'll sign the best youngsters. Give them, pay them a bit more wages than, say, Leicester or Everton. Mm. And then they'll have really no attention of, you know, in reality, they know for a fact they're not going to be good enough to play at that level. But you'll have all them on your books as well. So the mm. knockdown effect would be, if you had a salary cap, well, you, the first thing you do is, well, we can't afford to keep 20 18-year-olds now on the books. So mm. that's like, we'll save like, I don't know, 50 grand a week just by getting rid of all that team. Scrap them, they'll be gone. Yeah. So you'll have teams just, you know, like literally there'll be no like academy system and it'll just be in that obviously I you know yeah. my opinion, it's not fact, isn't it? But that would be one of the like effects I could see. Yeah. So some teams don't have academy like Brent I, I read about Brentford, they don't have an academy. They just have a B team. So they just but it, it you know, they say it's not an academy, but it, it more or less is. It's their their B team, they call it. And they just take all the scrags from, you know, Chelsea, all the big teams. So I could see something like that and then maybe put some rules in place about, you know, 
academy players' wages. I, I don't know, but... Yeah, you could have, like, individual player caps, so not, like, a team player cap, but no individual player can get paid more than this. Yeah, maybe... Like that. So, they... Yeah. yeah, nothing to take away from other squads and things like that. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, just the holistic view. I just think that... I've always I've always thought this about football. I don't I don't understand why everything's so high. I know that I know it's the most you know profitable sport in the world. You know, maybe you could argue the NFL, but yeah, it, there, there will be a ceiling at some point. I don't get why. Like Barcelona must have just thought, oh, we'll keep making money. We'll always have money because we're Barcelona. I know it's bit too many ass, but they haven't got money. Um, so yeah, some something's got to happen. I don't know what it's going to be, but. I guess we'll uh, we'll find out. Spurs will be all right anyway. Seems like it. Stadium's looking good. We're fine. Mm. Don't worry about it. The stadium um, was looking really good on Sunday. Yeah, it's having an atmosphere. I would say that. Really yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Shame Harry Kane wasn't there to watch it, but anyway, he wasn't there apparently. They tried looking, but he wasn't there. Uh, have you changed your mind at all on that, or? Uh, what in terms of me for him to stay? And I'm not. He's being. Um. Yeah. No. Up. Just your general feeling towards Harry Kane and how it's all playing out. Uh, it, it's no. Nothing's changed really from my point of view. Um. Yeah. Just see how it goes now. Next two and a half weeks. But you know the team. It's hard to say now because you know first game of the season he beat Man City. Yeah, they don't get too hyped, but um. Yeah, the team team looked decent, so we'll see how it goes, but. I thought you were going to say, yeah, but yeah, no, we win a double, no problem. No. <laughs> no. Obviously, Kane's not come out and said something, though. Like, yeah. I don't expect Grant after the game, because obviously that would take something away, and that would be the bigger story. But before the Man City game, mm-hmm. to still not have said anything shows, I think he's, his heart is still set on going. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I 100% believe he, he still wants to leave. And, you know, I wouldn't be wholly shocked if, if he does leave. Um, but yeah, in my heart of hearts, I think Daniel Levy will stick to it this year and then next year he'll probably let him go and they'll get something sorted out during the season. Um, yeah, he's done it in the past with Modric, did it with Bale, he's done it for other players, Burbs off and stuff. So. But yeah, hopefully. The, the good thing is I know he won't down tools and he won't you know, mess about. He, he will play, he'll score, he'll assist, he'll do his best. So. I'll be honest, uh, get training. Yeah, I was going to say, it absolutely baffles me, this whole, the whole way this is playing out in the press. I find it unbelievable because he's he's come back late, of, you know, it's his own fault, that is, because he decided to go, was it Barbados or somewhere, stupid Legati went, yeah. he's had to isolate, it's his own fault he's come back late. Every other England player is playing, and yeah. but, like, you hear like Guy Neville then and all these Graham Sooners, none of them are having a go at him. Yeah. Like, I remember when, I remember Coutinho did it for Liverpool, I remember when Suarez did it. That's just Liverpool. Sterling. Sterling, Sterling did it. But there's, I know, there's loads of people who've done it. Loads of different clubs. And I've never seen a player, his image has hardly been harmed. They're not, there's nobody's calling him out on Sky. I can't believe it. I think they should have actually ruined him on Sunday. Yeah. it. I, I don't know. I. It's hard because... Obviously, I'm a Spurs fan, I'm not a Hurricane fan, but I do have the empathy of what he's doing. Because I can't sit here and go that he's... He hasn't, like, refused to train. He hasn't refused to um, not, you know, to play. 
So until he starts doing stuff like that, I can't really sit here and go, oh, well, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. Um, so, yeah, I, I just want to see how it plays out, really, and then kind of go from there, see how it goes. Yeah. I'm like a politician, dodging the question. Ask me in a few weeks. You don't want to burn his shirt just yet. I ain't got his shirt. I got a Ben Davis one, though. No? Signed as well. So, if he leaves, then I'll burn So, who's the real winner? Yeah, exactly. Me in 40 years when it sells for 20 quid. Um, right, speaking of Spurs, we will talk about the other North London team, which is Arsenal. And they lost the opening game of the Premier League, 2-0 away at Brentford. Um, Burke, I'll come to you, as you called it in the awards, and I think it's bang on. Um, for a supposedly top six club, which again, in the future part, I think we need to revisit this phrase, top six, because for me it's a lot of bollocks. Um, how bad a start was it for Arteta and the Gunners? Oh, they were absolutely like disinterested by the end of the game, weren't they? Um, I worked with a couple of Arsenal fans, and on Friday, none of them were optimistic. And you think new season, you're playing against teams just come up. It's the perfect time to actually just get an early win, the belt, Kevin excited, and it was the furthest thing from that. And the, the boys knew best, and Arsenal didn't disappoint them in the sense that they did exactly as was expected and just were pathetic. No, even the Smith throw, there was nothing for me, if I was an Arsenal fan, to be excited about or look forward to. There was nothing to cling on to, no hope. And yeah, I think unless they get rid of Arteta, they have a much worse season than they did last year. And last year was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, same as, uh, you know, they, I didn't realise. They finished eighth now, two years in a row. And in some circles, they're still being called a top club, top six club, like I said. And I don't really see where that's coming from because for most of the top half clubs, would you take many of their players? Probably two, three, four max. You know, Tyranny, Smithrow, maybe as a, a youngster coming through. Saka, obviously. About Miang, if you want to go striker, I don't know. But is eighth what they're hoping for, or is it going to be worse? Like Burke says, what do you think? I, I, I completely agree with Burke. I think are they willing? They're awful, and and I think the worst part is it was expected. Yeah. So I think when you get to that point as a fan base, that's a dark point to be at. It's a grim point to be at because you know I think the the, the worst thing you can say about that thing on that performance on Friday was. They went to Brentford, were newly promoted, their first ever game in the Prem, and nobody was surprised that they lost, and in the manner they lost. Yeah. And I completely agree as well with the Smith throw and Kieran Tierney shout, because for me, I watched that game, and I think, I was it Martin Tyler and Jamie Carragher, I think, were doing the game? Yeah. And they kept on going on about how good Smith throw looked, and how he was being positive, and he shagged on the ball, and all this, and I'm just thinking, he wouldn't get near wouldn't get near any of the top four teams. Yeah. It wouldn't get near ever um, Leicester's team. I just think the only reason he was stood out, and you know this isn't a dig against him because fair play to him. At least he had a was he had a go. Yeah. He was brave. 
he showed for it, for showed for the ball a bit. The rest of them, Kieran is exactly the same. I think you can you think of the old Arsenal teams, and if you plonked him a left back, he would just be a solid good left back, dependable. Mm. Like he wouldn't be a star. In that Arsenal team, he looks like a superstar because the rest of them are so poor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just yeah. it's such a grim grim place at the moment. I would have thought. Yeah. I mean, the next we've probably all seen the picture of you know the ha ha the next six fixtures, which again is, is quite funny. But the next six fixtures are Chelsea, City, Norwich, Burnley, Spurs, and Brighton. So you know, let's let's say they get nine points or less is that in gone because you probably expect them to lose against chelsea City and Spurs, um, maybe Spurs. i think you would bite your hand off right now for nine points yeah i think i think you would as well i think we've said before as well with the no fans at the emirates now they're back yeah that's gonna add an extra element to it so you're mm. not going to realize kind of how disheartened the fan base is until mm. their next home game when it's not a full house, despite the fans not being allowed to go back, uh, now being allowed to go back after a year. I can't see being a full house. And those that are there are going to boo them. Yeah. Uh, it's going to make hostile. And I'd be surprised if they get more than four points in that run. Yeah. Because you, you've said it before, their only good performances have been where they've just sat back, soaked pressure, and just broke on teams. Where if you're home at the Emirates, they won't accept that. They don't want to see that kind of football. So Arteta, you know, what do you do as a manager? That's your best way to win. But you know your fans are not going to like it, and that puts pressure on the board. That puts pressure on you. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know where he goes. I really don't. I'll be honest. Even if he did that, at least he'd have, they'd have some kind of identity. At least you'd know what they were. At the moment. Is it the right identity, though? That's the question. But at the moment, I, I couldn't tell you what they are. Well, I can't tell you what yeah, they are. Is, that's off, they played that way and they finished chase two seasons, so I can't say that's working necessarily. So, like exactly. Sim said, like, I was going to say sorry. Like, there's nothing that works for them. Yeah. There's nothing I can think. Go into gameplay like this, you'll do well. I can't see anything working for that team. Yeah. Do you know what sums them up completely? Is that they are thinking about spending thirty million pound on our Ramsdale? Yeah, yeah. But, oh yeah. my god! Yeah. yeah. What was that thing you showed me, Burke? He's been relegated four to five seasons. Yeah, and the only season he weren't, he finished one above relegation for Wimbledon. <laughs> you know, you think you think every good team has got a good spine, haven't they? And yeah. the spine they are trying to build right now is Aaron Ramsdale, Ben White. With another, and we don't really know what the other is, but Ben White isn't exactly, doesn't strike me as Tony Adams, mm. to be honest. He's yeah. not exactly, you know what I look for anyway in a centre back, personally. But I mean, but you speak better than that. But, and then you've got Gran and Jacka with, well, they had some, you know, the, the new Belgian signing, the 20 year old, but they've never had a solid person next to Gran and Jacka. And Gran and Jacka is Gran and Jacka, yeah. followed by. I think it's Aubameyang, isn't it, really? Yeah. That's the spine. Mm. And you compare that spine to any of the, well, top seven clubs, even Aston Villa's spine. I'd up the top. You're looking at teams like maybe West Ham who are sitting outside this. I say all these teams you can go to and go, yeah. right, 
there's fine, he's dependable, you know what you're getting. That's why you just named a different You could turn up every single or Ramsdale, you know what one you're getting, crap goalkeeper. So, and this is after selling Miliano Martinez as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's the most it, Yeah, this is a badly run club and seems to be a theme today, actually. Yeah, yeah. Be, they're probably in a billion pound debt as well. <laughs> I come to the Ben White thing. We haven't, you know, we didn't really talk about it. Uh, last week, but you know, fifty million pound on Ben White just seems, yes, yeah. seems bonkers. I, I've never looked at Ben White and thought, oh, he's a crack in a player he is. Mm. But it's like we've spoken about that. That's it shifted when you look at centre backs. The first thing on the scouting checklist: can he pass out from the back? That's the first thing to look at. And then I imagine winning aerial duels is probably fifth, sixth on the list. And nice to have. So, yeah, I, I can understand it. I don't agree with it. And um, obviously, in the first game of the season, it showed why he did well at uh, Brighton because he had six foot seven Dan Byrne, six foot five Shane Duffy, six foot four Lewis Dunk. You know, it's quite easy then to look good, isn't it? If you're good at passing out from the back. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, someone at Arsenal is missing a trick because. Think right. The last eighteen months, how bad Spurs were perceived to be, and yet we finished higher than Arsenal in both seasons. Yeah. And you know that you know it's only heard of really isn't it? in the last twenty-five years, thirty years. So yeah, uh, I'm all on board with Burke. Arteta first guy on the merry-go-round. Tell you who might take over. Big Sam. He'll get in there. He'll sort those boys out. <laughs> but we'll it see. Is- it is a hypothetical, obviously, but that's the other thing as well. I don't quite see who could take over from Arteta should he go, because yeah, as you said, you know they want to have a style, they want a certain type of football, but yet, really, they're not really at that stage now. They just need somebody to go in and get results. Yeah, me and Burke spoke about this. We were saying Conte, but I don't see Conte go oh, into this. Or they go on TM, or they get TM just for the feel good factor. Yeah. But again, it's 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 a plaster, isn't it? I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, even with that, it's. I know you mean it's a feel good factor, but as but you know, it's you might get a bounce like three or four weeks, but then all of a sudden you remember that what is it? Montreal back was, was the guy who's managing you was. Yeah. in MLS with Montreal impact or wherever he was with. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and with the Conte shout, as, you know, I, I'm probably funny, I think Arsenal will be biting your hand off to get Conte. I don't think he'd even consider it at the moment. No. no but he's the only top-level yeah. manager who's out of work. Uh, so, um, yeah, in terms of, a, a, it, again, it depends what kind of football they want to play. I could see maybe them going for Graham Potter Someone like that, because obviously he plays decent football at Brighton. You know, something like that, I don't know. But, yeah, it, it feels strange <laughs> when you're saying the Arsenal job's available and there's not many managers who spring to mind, or top managers anyway. So, yeah, makes me feel better anyway about Spurs. So, 
We'll see. They should have got Nuno or Nunez, as Steve says. But they were. Right, enough about Arsenal because they're a dire club. Speaking of dire, played pretty well in the weekend. Wrong, <laughs> did he? Did I right? <laughs> no, I don't know how Eric Dyer kept a clean sheet against Man City, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, right, to wrap up the pod, we're bringing back the Acker. So we're going to go through each game. Uh, we won't spend too much time on the, on the games. Give our predictions, chuck four quid on, and see if we become rich and take the podcast around the world. Who knows? So early kickoff, nice one to start. Liverpool, Burnley. Give me a prediction. Who's going to win? And we'll see what the majority is. Sims? Hang on back. Liverpool at home. Do I, what I, I don't think they'll win. I think they'll have to win. Liverpool win. Yeah. I think we all... I hope. <laughs> Hopefully a clean sheet as well. For Alisson. That'd be nice. I don't know if you saw the highlights of the Burnley game, but I was quite impressed with them. They, they seemed like they... Played pretty well against. I think they were quite lucky to lose against uh, Brighton. They could have scored a few goals, but uh, just couldn't finish. Um, next one: Aston Villa, Newcastle. Which could be a tasty game. I draw. Draw. Both gone for draw. I would have gone for a Villa win just so my players in draft would have done points for me. But anyway. But we'll go with the majority. They were cool on the weekend. Villa. Yeah, weird. Mm. I don't know if it's just, you know. Yeah, I don't know. They, they should have should have beaten Watford because Watford are not a good team. Um, even first day, you know, first game back, I'm like we draws. Yeah. They were out, they were like out muscled, you know, out fought. Like that's the worst thing in a team you want to see, especially like a team like Villa who. You know, you want to take a next step. You know, you want to be fighting in the challenges. That's the only thing you look at. You know, they look at their midfield. That is maybe my one worry. Like, mm. Douglas Ruiz likes to tackle, but is there anybody else who's willing to, you know, because obviously someone like Villa, they're not going to play well every week, are they? No. I say John, John McGinn gets John stuck McGinn. in. Yeah. He's got a nice company, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. He's got a lovely goal. Yeah. I, I wonder if the John Terry leaving might have an impact, because obviously, you know, yeah, I imagine he does more of the defensive work. Um, obviously with the centre-back, so, yeah, we'll watch out for that. Um, Crystal Palace v Brentford. Which could be a nice, be a nice game. I reckon Palace, home at Ellis Park, that will be bouncing. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to go with a Brentford away win. I think... I'm not sure we're on Palace this year, and I think that Brentford will ride this for another week or two. You know what? I completely agree with Sims. And big Ivan Tony is going to get me the points and score a nice little goal. He was man of the match last week, so he's obviously playing well. He was outstanding as well Friday night. He was. Exactly. But yeah. He was only up against Ben White, though. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, he's up against Mark A.E. and... Joaquin Manderson, so... To be honest, he was up against Martinelli Friday night because he was playing like left-back for most of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Anderson and Gray, I thought, did well. Like, I know they lost 3-0. Mm. But highlights, and I've read quite a lot of reports, like, Crom since start for them. 
I think they just need an early win so it doesn't go like the Frank de Boer debacle. Like. Definitely. There's, there's a lot to like about Palace's recruitment this year, but I'm just not convinced on Patrick Vieira. No. I'm not convinced of Big Bad either. Bit of a fraud. That, that is fair. Bring Big Sam back. Bring him back to the club. <laughs> um, next one is oh, this is this is an interesting game. Leeds Everton. I'm gonna. Hmm, I think a draw. I think that's what I'm gonna go for. I reckon Everton. I'm gonna go with uh, Rafa as well. Everton away win. Oh no. I was disappointed actually, not that I didn't think of Leeds as you know we did a bit of disappointment. Yeah. I feel like they could have been that because. I, I remember thinking then afterwards, well, when I was watching the football um, Saturday, I was thinking, Bielsa's record in the second year place, uh, well, obviously it's not his second year Leeds, but his second year in the top flight or whatever, doesn't normally do well. There's a reason why he tends to leave clubs a lot. Are, are you talking about what I think you're talking about? Are you going to go ahead and say it? <laughs> I, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's not quite Sheffield yet. It's not quite Sheffield. No, I won't go that far. I don't. Is, no, there's no other team that's that's applicable, is it? No. The other two got relegated, so yeah, we'll see. It'll come again. It always does. Um, I mean, do we even need to say Man City, Norwich? Daniel Fox boys in here, absolutely tuning in, and I bless them. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Okay, Probably was looking for a handicap on that one as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are we giving Norwich? Two goals? Three goals? Three. Yeah, I think so. Three. I expect a response from the champions. Um, oh, tough one to call this one. Brighton-Watford. Both teams won their opening game. Brighton. Yeah, Brighton at home. I'm going to go with Brighton as well, yeah. Yeah, back Brighton. Brighton. Okay, dog, next one. southampton Man U. I think Southampton are, I think we all think Southampton are in trouble, don't we? So yeah. I don't know Man United away when you can't uh, look away, especially with the nice last week. I know um, I was saying about on the weekend Leeds are the kind of the perfect team you dash for if you're Man U, you want to play a team like Leeds every week. Yeah. They just leave themselves wide open for Pogba Fernandez to do whatever they want with the ball. Um but You've also got to give United credit for the big win. So I don't think you can look past them. Yeah, I, I do worry about Southampton. I have predicted them to go down. But yeah, the team looks. I, I saw their predicted lineup and I didn't recognise some of the players, and that's not a good sign. So we shall see. Uh, Wolves versus Spurs. Nunez going back to his old stomping ground. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go wolves. No, I don't do that. I'm going wolves. I think uh, first the bubble. Eric <laughs> is gonna go on to pitch thinking he is Maldini. <laughs> yeah. And I had um, that was I had, again. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. I had a draw as well. Well, I say as well. I I had Spurs not winning for that way. Um, I'm gonna go with a draw because I I think same same as Burke. I think they're gonna struggle. Well, this is awkward because I think Spurs will win. So I don't know. I'm happy to change my mind to a draw. Oh, 
<laughs> okay. Collusion. <laughs> um, next one. I mean, I can probably guess. Arsenal, Chelsea. Is anyone going to back Arsenal? I'm not, gonna... not for me. I think they'll go 1 0 down, Emerson get hostile, and they'll lose 3 0 with Granit Xhaka getting sent off. Oh. I think that's a lovely. I can genuinely see all of that happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll come on that. Chelsea. I wonder if uh, that Charles Burr will play again. Interesting to see him start. Yeah, very, um, it's very, yeah. I know he started the Super Cup, but that's come out of nowhere, isn't it, really? Yeah. Maybe he suits the back three, I don't know. We'll see. Um, and the first Monday night football of the season is West Ham versus Leicester, which is quite a nice game, isn't it? Who are we back in? Outstanding game. I'm going to go with a one-all draw. Um, I'm going to go West Ham win. Going to follow up for the same reason as the Palace win. I think fans coming back at Olympic Stadium, I think it's going to be absolutely bouncing. Mm. I'll take a Thomas Soichekko. That'd be nice. Um, I also thought a draw. 2-2 two, two I had in my head. Sure, we go for a draw. A Desmond. Yeah. Um, so there we are. We'll chuck four quid on, see where the odds are, and then share the profits if we ever win. But if not, it's fine. It's a, right. it's a matter of time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think how good that win will be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got your stack the plan, so we better get some money in the pocket. Just okay. on a side note, I put yeah. a bet on myself this, afternoon, this evening for the championship. Yeah. Uh, it was a five-fold. Okay, I put a fiver on, 70 to one. And every single team bar one they're losing. So <laughs> good to be back in the game, you know. <laughs> That's a note to the listeners. Don't listen to our predictions because they obviously are not very good. But there we are. Right, we'll uh, update the fans next week and see if we want or not. But uh, other than that, thanks for your time, gents. We'll speak soon. Cheerio. Absolute pleasure. All the best. <laughs>